This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Hello and welcome to the show. It's called Because I Said So, and I am your host, John Roseman, and the show is uh, nominally, anyway, about uh, raising children. Parenting is the word we currently use uh, in America to describe that process or refer to it. But as regular listeners to this program already know, I frequently branch out from the subject of raising children into other but still relevant issues. For those of you who may be just joining the show, I'm a family psychologist who doesn't believe in psychology in my field. I'm a heretic, an outlier, and uh, I've written about 20 books on raising children and other family issues. I am a busy public speaker, speaking primarily in churches and Christian schools across the country. If you'd like to access my speaking schedule and my bookstore, you can do so by going to my website at John Rosemond, that's J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D.com. And I guess, uh, lastly, I'm a nationally syndicated uh, newspaper columnist. Uh, my weekly column on raising children runs in about 250 newspapers around the country. But my most important credentials are as follows. I've been married to the same woman. One must clarify that these days. For 49 plus years, we have two responsible, self-supporting, married, with children, adult children in their 40s, and we have seven grandchildren ranging in age from 10 to 22. So there you have it. It's uh, it's always nice to get positive feedback about the program. In fact, uh, to be honest, I've uh, been doing the program for two years now and have yet, believe it or not, to receive negative feedback about the program itself. Now, I've, I've uh, obtained, received from certain individuals, uh, mostly mental health professionals. In fact, I can't think of any exception to that, who have taken issue with something I've said on the program, but uh, no, no one has ever said uh, the program stinks or words to that effect. I received, for example, a card in the mail this uh, this past week from Debbie, and I, I don't know where Debbie is from. There was no return address on the envelope, but it said, Dear John, it calms my heart to hear your common sense words each Saturday evening on American Family Radio. At the age of 64, I was blessed to be raised by parents that were strict, ethical, and instilled in me a desire to make each day count with labor purpose and to improve life at the end of every day praying for Yahweh's continued grace in your ministry. Well, thank you, Debbie. I can tell it should be obvious to everyone listening to those are very heartfelt words. It was very gracious of you to send the card, and many blessings to you. So it's been 
probably eight weeks. I think it's been eight weeks and counting since I uh, went on the air and I made some fairly critical, well, they weren't fairly critical, they were very critical remarks concerning the fact that there is a church, a large evangelical slash seeker church, somewhere out there in America, I'm not going to identify the church, they know who they are, and people who attend the church know the church that I am referring to. This church employs a psychiatrist on staff. The psychiatrist dispenses medications to people who are members of the church who come to him seeking relief from things like depression, anxiety, and so on and so forth. And it is my understanding that the pastor of said church has, from the pulpit, recommended pharmaceuticals for various problems of living that are currently considered to fall under the umbrella of the psychiatric profession or psychological profession. And so about eight weeks ago, I said, uh, you, you know, here's the thing. The, the psychiatry is not a science. It's a worldview. The mental health professions are not sciences. They are worldviews. They are more specifically person views or human views. They consist of a set of propositions concerning the nature of human beings. With regard to psychiatry, the human view of psychiatry is that things like depression, anxiety, phobias, uh, and so on and so forth are matters of physiological chemistry, the chemistry of the body, and that uh, these chemical aberrations, imbalances as they refer to them, can be corrected through the use of various and sundry pharmaceuticals. A biblical worldview clearly set forth in both the Old and New Testaments is that problems of living, such as depression, anxiety, phobias, and so on and so forth, are spiritual issues, that they are matters of failing to trust in the Lord with all of one's heart, a reference to, of course, Proverbs 3.5. So uh, it should be obvious that a psychiatric or psychological view of human beings and human nature stands in 180-degree opposition to a biblical understanding of human beings and human nature, what makes us, quote, tick, end quote. And therefore, it boggles the mind, my mind specifically, that a ostensibly evangelical, Bible-believing, fundamentalist church out there would embrace a psychiatric or psychological human view, view of human nature, and even promote this uh, actively by uh, referring people to uh, psychiatrists and actively promoting the use of pharmaceuticals, psychiatric pharmaceuticals. I don't understand that. And I went to my pastor at Tabernacle Baptist Church, 
Southern Baptist Church here in New Bern, North Carolina, and I laid all this out before him, you know, to, to, and I asked him for some accountability with regard to my commentary in this regard. And he thoroughly agrees with me. His name is Dr. Scott Gleason. He is the uh, head pastor at Tabernacle Baptist Church, New Bern, North Carolina. And for New Bern, it's a uh, rather large congregation. We have probably a thousand uh, people on the rolls. And so I am reasonably assured that my point of view here is consistent with a proper reading of the Bible. And that's important to me. And it should be important to anyone who is listening to the show that my opinions are based on a proper reading of Scripture. So I said such things as there is no scientific validity to any psychiatric diagnosis. They are constructs. They are not realities. I used a comparison to cancer in this regard. I said if... um a doctor says you have a tumor in, let's say, your left lung, uh, and you ask him for proof of that diagnosis. He can provide you proof, scientific, objective proof, in the form of an MRI, a biopsy, uh, perhaps blood tests, and other equally valid scientific means. However, if a psychiatrist or psychologist says you have an anxiety disorder uh, or your child has ADHD and you ask for proof, they can provide you with none. Uh, these, again, these diagnoses, every, every psychiatric diagnosis is a construct. Um, in that program, Eight weeks ago, I said that no pharmaceutical psychiatric drug has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. I said that no mental health therapy has ever established its own uh, validity, its own effectiveness, when uh, compared with... Uh, uh, just, you know, uh, talking to your barber or something like that. In fact, along those lines, it has been determined that PhDs in psychology don't give better advice concerning these sorts of problems of living than people with high school educations. And I have said this many times before that good counseling, which I believe it should only be based on a uh, an understanding of scripture proper counseling comes from the heart it does not come from the head and uh, i can assure you having gone through the process that uh, graduate school in psychology psychiatry etc cetera, etc cetera, trains the head it does not train the heart so anyway following uh, and i issued this challenge in in the uh, the show or the two or three shows in question, that if anybody out there can prove to me that I am wrong about anything I am saying, uh, I want them to write in and uh, give me said proof. So no one has done that. No one has written in and offered me proof to the effect that I am saying 
things that are not true. So I am still waiting. And uh, I'm going to be coming back in a moment after this break with uh, an interesting email that I received from a listener that uh, is relevant to this particular discussion. Stay tuned. Be right back. Welcome back to the show. I'm, I'm talking about a challenge that I issued through this program about eight weeks ago. And the challenge was that if anyone in my listening audience can offer up proof that what I say about psychiatry, psychology, the mental health professions in general, psychiatric pharmaceuticals, psychological therapies, And basically, to sum it up in one word, I believe that all of that is bogus. And mind you, I am licensed to practice psychology by the North Carolina Psychology Board. And let me assure you, the North Carolina Psychology Board, because of things along the lines of what I've said thus far in this program, regrets the day they ever gave me a license. Let me assure you of that. I may be, in fact, the biggest thorn in the side of the mental health professions in America. And I may be the biggest thorn in the side of the mental health professions in America in all of mental health history. And believe me, if I am, I am uh, certainly glad uh, of that. It is my purpose to hold them accountable for the untruths that I am convinced that they dispense. So anyway, uh, you know, I was, uh, I've been talking about the fact that these pharmaceutical drugs that are used to, quote, treat, end quote, uh, various problems of living that go by such designations as depression, anxiety, phobias, et cetera, et cetera. I believe these are spiritual matters. I do not believe that they are chemical matters. No one has ever proven that they are chemical matters. The term biochemical imbalance is a bogus term. There, No one has ever quantified a biochemical balance. To talk, therefore, about a biochemical imbalance is disingenuous. No psychiatric drug has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. And uh, so I received this very interesting email, and I'm not going to identify the individual, but here's what the email says. I recently discovered your radio program. I have taken antidepressants for 15 to 20 years. I have struggled with the idea of using them because of the exact reasons that you expound upon In Psychology and a Biblical Worldview, Parts 1 and 2, those were the two shows in which I dealt with this seven and eight weeks ago or so. Back to the email. I was already in the process of getting myself off Wellbutrin and Lexapro when I listened to these programs. In short, thank you for my freedom. 
with five exclamation points. I no longer take these medications. I have not felt this good in years. I am not depressed and do not have to be. I wish I could share my full story with you, but it's a long story. Many doctors, psychologists, counselors, medications, and so on in 20 years. What a mess. But now, freedom. Two exclamation points. With all sincerity, thank you. With, again, two exclamation points. Well, thank you. And I I would hope that many, many people in my audience are inspired by this email to at least investigate with some degree of objectivity the treatments that they have accepted from people in the mental health professions. So here's a, a telling true life story along these same lines. I was last spring contracted by a regional medical center in a western state to uh, provide two days of talks to professional and public audiences. And one of the talks in question was to be an address to a gathering of local local pediatricians. Uh, Two weeks prior to the engagement, my contact at the hospital called me to inform me that the medical centers, in other words, the hospital's behavioral health unit, and that's the mental health division, had put up such a fuss over my talk to the pediatricians that the medical center had decided to cancel that particular talk. Apparently, my contact at the hospital said, by way of explanation, Your views on ADHD and other childhood behavior disorders are fairly controversial. Well, yes, that's true. But I contend that my views on said subjects reflect fact, which I further contend is being withheld from both the public and children's health care providers, including pediatricians. These facts are being withheld by individuals and groups that have a vested economic interest in those facts not being exposed. Those facts include that ADHD, oppositional defiant disorder, and bipolar disorder of childhood are not realities, as I said in the first part of the show. No psychiatric diagnosis reflects a physical reality as opposed to a medical diagnosis, a valid medical diagnosis. Rather, these diagnoses are constructs. They are inventions. And again, I said this in the first part of the show, but it bears repeating. If a physician tells a patient that he has a tumor growing somewhere in his body that can be verified with data obtained from body scans like MRIs, CAT scans, so on, biopsies, and other medical means. The same cannot be done with the behavior problems in question. A therapist who diagnoses ADHD cannot provide any evidence that the child in question has anything. The the 
behavior problems, uh, you know, the child exhibits, those are not debatable. The child has a short attention span, is impulsive, often disorganized, easily frustrated, doesn't finish tasks, etc., etc., etc. The behaviors, in most cases, are not debatable. But that's all that can be factually ascertained. Therapists who make diagnoses along these lines, ADHD, ODD, bipolar disorder of childhood, uh, often tell parents that these phenomena are genetically transmitted from parent to child. So, the question then becomes, has the gene or genes in question been conclusively identified? And the answer is no. Do these therapists order genetic testing before making such claims? No. Does their education qualify them to tell someone that uh, their child's problems are due to a gene transmitted from the father to the child? It's usually the father. Uh, No. Uh, Does the genetic transmission hypothesis make any sense? No. Not in light of the fact that according to reliable reports from now retired educators, these fantasy genes did not exist in the pre-1960s school population. The begging question, therefore, where did these fantasy genes come from? And the answer is, there are no fantasy genes involved in this. Uh, These problems are the result of having changed our parenting paradigm. The American parenting paradigm in the late 60s and early 70s, and I say it over and over again, this new psychological parenting paradigm is causing these problems. So these same therapists explain ADHD and so on and so forth in terms of something they call a biochemical imbalance. Has said biochemical imbalance ever been quantified? No. Can it be quantified? No. For the simple reason that there is no such thing as a biochemical balance. As a leading psychiatrist has admitted The term biochemical imbalance is nothing, this is a quote, nothing but a useful metaphor. What a fascinating thing to say. In other words, the biochemical imbalance explanation is not truthful, but it is indeed useful. It is useful in persuading parents to give their children drugs that have not reliably outperformed placebos, but unlike placebos, contain the very real potential of dangerous side effects. So anyway, to sum this up, not agreeing with me is one thing. Not wanting my views to be heard, in this case by a group of pediatricians, is quite another. But again, it's a sign of the times. The demand on the part of said hospital's behavioral health division that my talk to area pediatricians be canceled was intellectually dishonest. But then... I expect nothing less from people who do not have a scientific leg to stand on. 
So, folks, we're up against the uh, end of the show. Hope you have enjoyed it uh, once again. Because I said so, your host, John Roseman, johnrosemond.com. And uh, please, if you have any questions, uh, personal questions uh, concerning your children, concerning yourselves, that you would like me to uh, deal with on the air as well as I can, uh, please send those as emails to radio at Rosemond. And I keep feeling the need to spell my name because so many times people get it wrong. It's R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D, radio at Rosemond.com. And I'll do my best to get to your questions, to get to your emails in an upcoming show. Folks, I, uh, I hope you join us next week. I'm on every Saturday, American Family Radio stations around the country, 6 o'clock Eastern. God bless you all. God bless your families. Thanks for listening.